Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next edition of the For the Love of Tractors podcast. I apologize for the long delay here. Summer is just one of those things. One, we took on a bunch of extra shows this year, which has been awesome. I've been able to get out and meet you guys, and I've enjoyed that. It's been a great experience. We did well at some shows. We did meh at some shows. That's okay. Um... We'll be back at those shows next year no matter what, because the theory with farm toy shows is you got to give it a few years to kind of let people know you're there, and then hopefully your your audience sort of grows. So uh, that'll be fine. We're going to give that a shot anyway. Then, um, you know, it's just been busy this summer. It's just kind of one of those uh, things that you can't control. But anyway, back to do this podcast and I'm excited to announce a couple things. So uh, the first thing is we're going to talk farm toy shows today. So there's a bit of a controversy in the farm toy world right now because on the weekend of the National Farm Toy Show, there is another farm toy show in Dubuque happening the same weekend. And that has uh, definitely got some people making... um, it's definitely polarized the farm toy world. There's there's some strong reactions both directions. And I'm going to talk a little bit about both of those. And um, I actually talked with some of the guys from the group that are doing the debut show because I just kind of wanted to see, you know, what, what the feeling was, what's going on there, why it's happening, so on and so forth. And um, anyway, so I'll, I want to tell their side of the story. And then obviously uh, I'm going to talk about the National too. The National is the king. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Uh, it's it's the show that everybody wants to go to. It's the show you've got to see at least once in your life. It's amazing and all of that. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but then also, uh, because this is a bit of a... We're talking about something a little bit polarizing here. I thought we'd talk about one of the most polarizing tractors in the farm toy world as our tractor of the week. And that is the International 7388, uh, known as the 2 Plus 2. Uh, the 7388 is sort of the final iteration of that tractor. And um, the 2 Plus 2 is a love it or hate it tractor for most people. And I just thought it'd be kind of fun to do a brief talk about that. Which brings me into my next point. I'm going to... I mentioned this, I think, on Instagram and maybe on a YouTube Live or something. If anybody would be interested, if I did some deep dives into tractor history of certain tractors. And uh, I have been researching for quite a while now the 2 Plus 2, its origins kind of how it came about, the life cycle of it, what was its downfall, what was its reaction, what mark did it leave on the farm industry, and then also the toys that go along with it, of course, because we're both a farm and farm toy-related podcast here. So, that will be my first in-depth look at a tractor, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to try my best to do it justice. I've got quite a few notes. I'm working on the script for that. I would like to launch that sometime before harvest comes up, which is coming quick, guys. It's August. Uh, You know, combines are going to be rolling around here in less than a month, I would say, in some spots. Uh, There's definitely some late corn, and that may be closer to late September before that gets rolling, but it's, it's coming for sure. So, anyway... That's this first, uh, that's the intro to this podcast here, and, well, let's get into it. 
This week's For the Love of Tractors podcast is brought to you by Punky KN's Animations. Punky KN's Animations can be found over on YouTube and Instagram. He does really cool stop motions. He also is a fantastic 3D designer. In fact, a lot of the things that we build and sell, uh, Kyle has done some design work on. And we always try to acknowledge Kyle when they do that. And in fact, uh, as I'm recording this, uh, this is, I think, August 8th today. That sounds about right. Uh, I think it's actually the 7th today. Uh, I'm hoping to launch this on Monday, which would be the 9th. And uh, on our live Tuesday, I hope to debut a Bobcat that Kyle designed and 3D printed. And then I've put together his kit. So... Uh, that's the plan anyway, paint's drying on that, and uh, it's a fantastic kit. So that's just kind of an idea of what you can get from Kyle over there at Punky KN's Animations. Be sure to check him out. Alright guys, two farm toy shows. I almost said two national farm toy shows. That wouldn't be right. So there is only one national farm toy show. That is the National Farm Toy Show in Dyersville, Iowa, put on by the toy farmer. Uh, it's the original, it's the king, it's the big daddy, it's the big one. And, you know, it's going to be awesome this year. So they're going to be back in the school. If you guys went to the summer show, it's going to be a lot like the summer show, uh, except for, of course, there'll be Tent City outside of the museum like there always is. And, you know, there'll be more vendors set up in the parking lot outside the museum. And then, of course, the school will just be full of farm toys. Uh, this was the first year I got to go to Beckman where the new gym was uh, available. It's, so that tells you anything. It's been a little while since I've been able to go. Uh, but for the summer show, the new gym kind of in the back of the school there is where they had all the toys this year. That was cool. That was great. Um, I thought it flowed really well. And I thought it tied in uh, to the classrooms really well, actually. So the show, the summer show worked out great. I think the, uh, the national show is going to be another big hit this year. I know everybody's excited about it. Of course, the 164 scale National Farm Toy Show Tractor is the John Deere 8960. And if you've read my Toy Farmer article, or if you've um, just kind of been on any of my lives or anything like that, you know I'm very excited about that tractor. We, of course, had a real John Deere 8960 when I was younger. Uh, it had triples on it. It was a great tractor. The only thing that was kind of the downside to that tractor, I guess two things, uh, it wasn't a super big powerhouse. I mean, it had plenty of power, but put next to our New Holland 9882, which is the other four-wheel drive we were running at the time, uh, the John Deere certainly wouldn't pull what the 9882 did. It just didn't have the torque. And then the second thing is the John Deere really ate the fuel, and it also had a smaller fuel tank. So uh, I would say the New Holland could easily... Uh, work two or three hours longer before fueling than the John Deere could. So that was kind of interesting. So there were a lot of days where we were putting in long days doing tillage, and if I were running the 8960 or whoever was running the 8960, you'd have to go back to the farm, refuel, and then come back to the field. Meanwhile, the uh, the 9882 New Holland's still just working away. But either way, the 8960, awesome tractor. One of my favorite tractors of all time for sure. Uh, you know, those John Deere 8000 series, uh, great tractors. You kind of had to rev them to get the power out of them. But um, kind of one of the interesting things, a really comfortable cab, I always felt like, but it was also kind of a cozy cab. It's one of the things that uh, John Deere kind of has always done is their cabs are kind of a little more 
uh, I don't want to say claustrophobic, but that might be the word I want to use compared to some of the other competitors. But in a way, I always kind of like that as well. I, I don't know, just... Anyway, the, the tractor had a great layout uh, for the controls and everything. It's just, uh, you know, something I'll always cherish, and I'm excited to get to see a 164 scale version made by Ertl, and, uh, you know, I'll be getting some and customizing those. That's just all there is to it. I'm sure they'll be popular. I'm going to try to get a bunch right off the bat. That way I've got some in case the price shoots up on them or something. Because the farm toy world right now, the market is crazy. I'm sure, as you guys know, that's a topic I want to broach in a future podcast is the sort of inflation of the farm toy world where uh, we're seeing a lot of the collector items that used to be 60 and 100 dollar items are now 150 to 200 dollar items plus we're seeing that high-end market just go nuts i mean if you go to an auction and there's high-end toys there it's nothing to see a thousand two thousand dollars for some tractors now uh it's just kind of crazy and then actually this this uh week's tractor of the week kind of ties into that because the the 7288 uh, if you guys might remember was a special edition tractor Ertl brought out here it's been several years ago and it was for like the wisconsin tech days farm tech days or whatever and it's really cool tractor super detailed um, you know, not precision level detailed, but certainly prestige level detailed, and it was uh, pretty popular. And in fact, I kind of remember some pre-orders being sold out at several dealers when before those even launched. So you kind of knew it was going to be a hit. But now those tractors, um, boy, they've taken off. But th- that's that's for later in the podcast. First, we've still I've kind of guess digressed a little bit, but we still we want to talk about the two farm shows. So. Boy, oh boy, has this caused a stir in the farm toy world. And I, and I understand so. Um, anytime you kind of get um, competing factions that, uh, you know, they're maybe, maybe kind of going up against each other a little bit, it can cause some trouble. Now, or I guess animosity. But here's the thing. Like I said, the National is always going to be the National. It's going to be great. I promise you guys that show is going to be pretty freaking cool um it, there'll be a huge turnout there always is and everybody's gonna have a good time there now this dubuque show it's interesting so i kind of talked to the guys a little bit running that show and you know kind of like hey what's the deal why is this going on why do we need another show that same weekend uh originally my thought was maybe you should try to do it some other time of the year so that we could maybe have a fourth big show you know we've got uh we've got Summer Show, National, Lafayette, uh, probably St. Louis this year. I guess a fifth big show if we had, you know, if the Dubuque show was another time. Basically, my understanding is these guys are trying to um, take the hobby towards a slightly different direction. So what they want to do, my understanding is... Uh, like they have a youth build. They've done that at the Janesville, Wisconsin show. I think they did that at Classic Green um, here uh, just a few weeks ago where they have trackers and parts and they're teaching young kids how to customize those. 
the other thing, and I don't know that it's going to happen necessarily on year one, but they want to have other seminars as well, talking about issues in the farm toy world. I think one of the things one of the guys mentioned to me was like insurance, where, you know, so you would have, they would have some, maybe an insurance expert come in and talk about, uh, to, you know, to a people like a seminar type thing. You'd sit down in your chairs if you wanted to and listen to the guy speak, and he would talk about, um, what you need to properly ensure your collection in the case of a house fire or a tornado or some other terrible natural disaster um, that could ruin your collection, how you could ensure that so that you're just not out financially on that. You know, so things like that. Um, and I think that's really interesting, and I think that's a really um, noble and worthy cause. So, yeah, there's there's... So so it's really split the farm toy world to some extent. Here's the thing, though, guys. And I know uh, a lot of the old guard are really upset, and a lot of the, the new guys are gung-ho about this, this uh, Dubuque show. My thoughts are, you can do both. And I know that sounds strange, but... Um, the shows overlap some, but there are also some different hours, and the Dubuque show is actually starting earlier. I believe that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show, and the National is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I checked, and everything I kind of got wrote down or found online, I think that's accurate. But um, being the first year of that Dubuque show, I don't want to you know definitively say that here on the podcast. Obviously, check with the organizers if you want to go. But here's the thing, guys. So, as you know, Dyersville is a small town. There's, like, one hotel there, there's maybe some B&Bs, and then there's, like, some Airbnb stuff. Most people, myself included, stay at Dubuque uh, when you go to Dyersville. And the reason being is, one, there are way more hotels there. Two, there's a lot of food there if you want to eat at the end of the day or if you want to grab breakfast before you go into Dyersville and things like that. So, with the shows overlapping but having... Uh, the kind of the bookends at different times, I don't see any reason why you can't do both. I don't see any reason why both of these shows can't be hugely successful. And that's my hope. I mean, you guys know me. I'm just here to promote the hobby. I just want this this hobby to continue on, to con- keep growing like it is. Um, I know that's another thing um, that I was told by some of the guys uh, with the Dubuque show is it, some of the older folks in this hobby don't see the hobby the same way I think myself um, some of the younger guys especially some of the younger guys I've talked to online see it um, to them it was all about farm show farm toy shows and that was sort of how they gauged the health of the hobby well naturally a lot of the smaller farm toy shows have gone away and that's because a lot of the older guys in the business have unfortunately passed away. I can think of many great dealers just in my area that were dear friends of mine who are gone, unfortunately. And what happens is, uh, especially like an area like mine where it's already a small town or a small community, you don't have that amount of dealers to be able to have shows. We used to have, I think, five shows within about a 40-minute drive of here. Now we have two if that tells you anything. So, and it's not that those shows weren't successful, it's not that um, it's not that they weren't good shows or anything like that, it's that the unfortunately the older dealers passed on and there's just right now not a lot of younger dealers everywhere that can take over those spots. 
Now, the good thing, and the really cool thing is, that's where online is coming in. Uh, and as a lot of you, I mean, we're doing this online. You guys wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't for the online component of the farm toy world. And so, anyway, the older crowd doesn't see that so much, I don't think. they, And it's understandable. They may not podcast. They may not Instagram or YouTube or things like that. I totally understand that. And so they don't see all of these... You know, and I'm using young loosely. I mean, you could be 60 years old and be young at heart. Um, you know, the, they don't see that flood of people that we are reaching online. I was talking to uh, some friends of mine. I was talking to Tyler Price. Uh, I was talking to Chris Steeb a while back. And we were talking about how uh, the things we're doing with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, so on and so forth... Um, how they've allowed us to pull in people who maybe traditionally wouldn't be into farm toys, but somehow they've found us through social media and they're like, that's pretty neat. I kind of want to get involved with that. And I think of some guys, well, actually I think of uh, Kyle from Punky KN's Animations. He's not necessarily a tractor guy, but he is into equipment and through social media, you know, his sort of love for construction equipment has kind of meshed with the farm toys, and there's a bit of crossover there. I think Jay Rolchin is another guy that's an example of that, and I, I think maybe even um, Taylor Foster, to, to some extent, um, is that way. You know, they, they're like heavy equipment guys, uh, but they, they kind of, uh, through social media and things like that, have been able to dip their toes in and explore the farm toy world and then we kind of pulled them in and, and it's really awesome that that's happened and I, again i just think there's there are a lot of dealers who've been around for a very long time uh, a lot of um just other folks in the industry who don't see that and i understand that they don't see that it's a just a generational divide that's fine so i think what I think what's going to separate these two shows is the the crowd that I'm talking about on social media and things like that. They kind of want those seminars. They want the how-tos. They want they like the contests. They like all that sort of thing. And that's the sort of thing I think that's going to pull them in. They're going to enjoy uh, things like meet and greets. Uh, you know where you can just kind of talk tractors with everybody. Where you know the the older generation, and I'm generalizing a bit here, and I'm certainly not trying to insult anybody or whatever, you know, I think they think of a farm toy show as a place where you go, and sure, you might run into your friends and talk to them and have a good time with them, but they're looking, they go to a show and they're looking for something to, you know, to add to their collection, to fill their collection and all that. And of course, yeah, that's the function of a toy show, obviously. If you if you have dealers and they're not selling and not making money, you can't have a toy show. But um, I think the Dubuque guys are trying to sort of meld that, where we've got dealers, we're selling things, but we're also kind of getting information out. I think that's their thing. Where, uh, you know, the toy farmer with the national show is, you know, they've, they're going to have all these dealers they're going to have the show tractor, they're going to have the display contest and all that sort of thing. And so, again, um, 
I think there's room for both. I think it's going to be great. It, it what a what a fun weekend to me. I think to be able to go up to you know uh, East Central Iowa and hit two farm toy shows at once. Uh, the National, which is going to have everything you've ever wanted in the farm toy world there, and then you know maybe on the way back that evening, uh, on your way to the hotel, you can swing through Dubuque, and uh, you can hit that show up and. Uh, you know, talk to those guys or catch, you know, catch a, the youth build or whatever they've got going on there. I think it's just really neat. And it's just two ways of thinking. And like I said, I, I there was a post a few months ago, you know, what's the deal with this other show in Iowa? And, it, you know, it was, the old guard was pretty not happy about it. And But the young guys were like, oh, this is great. It's just another show I can go hit while I'm going to nationals. So I think that's the way it's going to be, guys. And um, I think in the long run, the hobby's just going to get stronger. I think that that weekend is just going to be, you know, an awesome event weekend for the farm toy toy world. You know, you're going to like be able to go to the, the far, farm toy mecca, if you will, in Dyersville and hit that show. But you're also going to have the debut show. So I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. You know, feel free to you know post on you know my Instagram or something what you guys think about it. Uh, I know I've talked to a lot of people about it, and it's... Um, it's split a little bit here and there, and, and, you know, we're in a weird position in that we don't know what to do, uh, ourselves, you know, we're just probably just gonna go and check out both, I, I, I think, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, I'm in a weird spot in that I write for the Toy Farmer, I obviously 100% want to support the national show, and I'm going to, but, you know, we also want to check out the other show, too, because this online thing that we do is a huge part of, of what I do. So, um, kind of got to play it both ways there and, you know, hope everybody's okay with that, <laughs> I guess. So it's a weird spot, but anyway, that's my thought on the two shows, uh, national show weekend, which is the fifth through the seventh. Like I said, I think that Dubuque's show is the fourth through the sixth or something like that. It's, there's a little offset there and I think that's smart. I think that's a, a wise choice. And like I said, I think there's room for everybody. So, Alright guys, let's move on to the Tractor of the Week. So I talked a little bit earlier about the Tractor of the Week when I kind of got off on my, my tractor's tangent there. So the Tractor of the Week is the International 7288, which was made in 1985 and really limited. There was like 19 of these ever made total. So uh, the 2 plus 2 is its own beast. It's it's weird, you know, it's People call it the Anteater, people call it Snoopy. Uh, I've heard some other, I think I heard somebody called the Worm one time. I thought that was, I never heard that before. That was kind of interesting. Um, it's a really interesting and cool tractor that you know, somehow made it to full-on production. And there's actually quite a few uh, 2 plus 2s out there still running today. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, I'm happy surprised every time I see one and excited. But I'm, it, it surprises me a little bit. You know, considering it hasn't been made since, you know, 85, and it was like a, you know, 200 horsepower tractor, roughly, or depending on which model you got, so the, uh, the 7288 was like 210 uh, horsepower, so, you know, we're not talking a huge tractor, but at the same time, it's kind of innovative because it's a row crop four-wheel drive tractor, which we see are very popular today, so, uh, of course, it took some getting used to that front-end steering, and all of that, but uh, it's still a, a really cool tractor. As I said, 
this was just kind of a, a quick teaser for that because I will be doing a, um, a full deep dive into this. I've already got, like I said, I'm working on the script. I've got pages of notes. I'm excited. Um, I was going to do a different tractor for my first kind of tractor history uh, podcast, but I think um, the 2 plus 2 is... I think where it's at, it's maybe it's a little bit more interesting story, and it just kind of helps me get my feet wet into it, and, you know, maybe you guys can tell me what works and doesn't work for that, so. Anyway, there you go, guys, so the uh, 7288, like I said, so the 116th version of this is pretty limited, it's out there, you can find them still, um, in fact, I just saw one at the Metropolis show a week or so ago, when we were there, but what is, um staggering to me is these are at a show these are a 350 to 400 dollar tractor right now so my question is with that um i don't know that they're actually you know are they really selling for 350 or 400 or is that what the dealer's at so and i always kind of go back as an example to when the precision classic series got real hot like 10 15 years ago and you started seeing uh, the 4020 power shift up at five, six, seven hundred dollars, and I always say to myself, did any of them actually ever sell for that money, though? And I kind of wonder that about this two plus two. Um, I figure most people that wanted one of these got one when they came out, probably. But with that said, yeah, there's there's probably a few guys that didn't, and maybe they are dropping that 350 to 400 on one. It would be kind of interesting uh, to see one of these at auction. Uh, if it I haven't seen one lately, and so I don't know that I can make a really good comparison on that. So, but anyway, so yeah, the uh, 7288, if you don't have one of them, and you do want one, check out my video on YouTube. Uh, This is a really cool tractor. The 7288 is, uh, Earl did a fantastic job on that. It's a nice looking tractor, it's got duels, it's just just very great. Alright guys. I think that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. 25 minutes plus on this one, so this might be my longest one yet. Anyway, um, thanks for stopping by. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my ramblings about the two toy shows, and I hope they were informative for you to kind of give you an idea of why the Dubuque show is happening. It's just something I felt like I needed to check into uh, to get a better understanding of myself. And, um, you know, and then, of course, like I said, the Nationals just, it's always going to be the Nationals, so... We're going to be around at both of them, so hope to see you there. All right, guys, have yourselves an awesome day. Check us out, www.fortheloveoftractors.com. And as always, happy tractor hunting.